Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. My name is Pete. And my name is Luke. It's Thursday. It's the future. Who knows what's going to be uh, taking place? I've got a bone to pick with you, Sunshine. Luke, you okay. before we start. I did not listen to uh, last week's show because I was busy and stuff. Um, what's this £100 business, €100 Euro business? What have you What's been? That? What have you been telling tales? I, I was handing out hundred euro notes or something. Oh no! Like yeah, this is a true story. Yeah, I can't believe you don't remember it. No, I don't. What was, oh, what was it? We went on so, a night apologies, out. Apologies, apologies to the people who were listening last week. I was not one of them for various technical <laughs> reasons. No, I'm um, happy to reiterate. Textbook thanks, Donaldson behaviour. People Cheers. will be into it. Um, I, you and I went on a night out in Berlin several right. years ago, and um, we were out somewhere and. They, they, for some reason, the bar we were in didn't take card. So I said, look, I need to go and walk to a cash point. And you said, no, no, don't do that. I mean, by the way, this is very late doors. It's about one or two in the morning. Okay. You said, no, don't, don't do that. Just borrow some money off me. And I said, okay, fine. You gave me 100 euros. Okay. And then a couple of days later, when we're back in London, uh, and I tried to pay you back, you wouldn't take the money. Mm. Oh, so I know right, it's a night okay. out. Yes. Whatever happened uh, to a yeah, night out, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember the exact uh, the exact situation, but I think it contributes to the fact that uh, you live in a house that you own, and I don't live in a house that I own. So yeah, I can't that, that kind of behaviour. I was unclear about last week. I think I can't fully remember what was said, but it's, I, I, I'm fairly certain I did eventually pay you back, but it was a yeah, long you will have time. Done, yeah, like, and and, yeah. and also to be honest, out of out of all of the um, football ramble team, uh, you are probably pretty high on the list of people I would lend money to. And there are right. a couple who, who, who I wouldn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of them yourself. One, one little hairy boy still owes me £35 for the Stansted Express, for example. <laughs> My goodness me. That is, listen, don't, you should take that to the grave as well. Don't let, ever let yeah. If that's not eating you up inside when you're 60 years old, then you are a terrible, terrible human being. One of my, my, the, only, the only bit of advice any of my family members ever gave me was my nan went, never lend people money. She was really serious about it. She said, Pete, yeah. The one, Peter. The one thing is, never lend people money. And I, you yeah. know, but I have. So, what does she know? My nan used to say, um, "Never a borrower or a lender be." Mm, yeah. Um, it's kind of the same. You got to be. Right? You got to be one of the two if you're getting involved in the trade economy. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> very, it's a very, it's a very fiscally conservative way of looking yeah. at things. How, how does she buy a sofa? Because at the end of the day, you're like giving someone. I always get annoyed about the sofa industry that, that, that they sell things they don't have. So you're basically, they're borrowing money off you and then they build their, the, the product and send it to you. It's, you know, the commissioned pieces, it's, it's effectively a borrowing and lending bartering system anyway. 
Yeah, I mean, we were, listen, if, if a few more months of this lockdown business, we would have um, descended back to a medieval bartering system of economy anyway. So I'm going to get so into whittling. It's going to be unbelievable. As long as the economy is hitched in my cables. You, you will be bartering exclusively in the electronic sector. Yeah, I'll be... I'd be like one of those little, um, those little um, Chinese electronic markets where you can buy all of the pieces for an iPhone and put it all together. Yeah, uh, got these you know, like products. back in the day, people got their surnames because of their trades and stuff, or because something around their circumstances. Mm. Um, so obviously, yours would be because you, at some point, someone was Donald's son. Mine mm. is more because probably some family live near the moors or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it, after this all happens, you will become known as Pete Wireman. <laughs> nice ethernetson yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like could you could you if, if 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 we got into a situation where it did resort back to a bartering economy and somehow the mm. currency was was just just stuff if it became wires man you'd be absolutely fucking minted yeah, but it would all be like kind of weird wires from like the late 90s that don't really work. Because the birth... Well, rare. The, It'd be rare though, wouldn't it? <laughs> rare, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but there'd be no market for it because you can't use them for anything. You just look at them. Sometimes I'll open a, an old suitcase and there'll be like a, a USB cable. And back in the day, there wasn't really a standard for um, USB cables. So like the normal one plug into your computer at the other end would just be like this weird arbitrary... Um, first party like kind of nonsense it would be like it would just a bit it would just be a weird end to it it'd be like why is that like that because there's no <laughs> one way of doing a usb cable but obviously for mass market production uh to to to, to um classify a, a general sort for everybody to use probably makes more sense because it just means that you but it just meant that if you had like a particular camera from the late 90s early you know it's like a digital camera it would always come with this weird um like cable that you would never use on anything else because they want you to go back to them and spend 50 quid on a new cable yeah i remember i mean speaking of that and speaking of usb woes when we realized this lockdown was coming and we had to go and get a load of home recording equipment um, yeah obviously i think you advised on what stuff to buy and it was bought and sent out to me and i set it all up and uh, the mic that we're both using at the moment is a usb mic right so that was all fine and i went yeah. to start to test it the day before lucky i did um obviously because apple are absolute fucking wankers i couldn't plug it into my new macbook so i had to drive around south london trying to find a shop because at this point all the apple stores are closed drive around south london trying to find a shop that did a usb to usb c adapter and i found one the last one in curry's pc world in brixton (laughs) what a faff stop changing (laughs) the ports on all your fucking stuff yeah the uh well, the whole uh, the whole lack of headphone port and USB, but the, a, a lot of the product productivity people really like that kind of USB that's on the new Macs. But for everyone else, it's like I've got other stuff that I need to plug it in. What about it's so when we change to MP3? What about my CDs? Yeah. What about my CDs? It's the, I, don't, I don't see why they had to change it. Is it is it USB C USB C faster or something? Uh, it is faster, and um, you can do more things with it. So you'll notice that you can put power in it. It can also transmit power. Um, it's yeah. quicker. The bandwidth's massive. Um, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. So in the long run, it's good, but there's always going to be that painful part where legacy devices just don't work. And this has been the Luke and Pete Shaw tech support line for Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I, went into a, um, I went into a Tesco Extra before I went into a, a PC world, and they've right. got an electronics bit upstairs. Oh, nice. And I'm, I know they're under a lot of pressure at the moment, and they do a great job, and I used to do a job stacking shelves at a supermarket myself, so I get it. But I have never seen someone so confused when I try to describe what I needed. 
Yeah, but they they just said they just hired a load of people to stack shelves and stuff, and that's absolutely fine. And then they just gone right. You're on uh, dairy. You're on like grocery. You're on beers, wine, spirits. You're on electronics upstairs. No training. Yeah, but Luke, if I know you, how you described it is how you describe oh, yeah. any technical doohickey. Oh, guys, you got the thing. It's the wire. Have you got the wire that does the thing? That's how you would have yeah. described it. So uh, the that, blind leading the blind. <laughs> the blind leading the blind in that particular situation. I'm enjoying Speak- the fact that my. I'm enjoying the fact that all of the YouTubers that I watch, which is mainly technically based, um, they're basically doing the same stuff that they did before. So they're not going to be losing a step really. They all broadcast from their homes anyway. They've all got a little studio. Yeah or built it in their shed. They're just men who get old graphics cards from it from eBay uh, and just make them run the newest video games or pick locks for money or just get old 1970s hi-fi devices and take them apart and have a look what's wrong with them. So it, it, it's very much... My YouTube page looks exactly the same as it ever did. I bet there's some preppers out there at the moment. Absolutely. Oh, mate, we used to take the piss. The guy eating all of those old uh, Civil War <laughs> rations, he's got yeah. rooms and rooms full of food he has. Yeah, that guy Perfect. with 450 cans in his basement. Yeah. Oh, he's probably got a load of toilet roll down there as well. He's <laughs> <laughs> like shit, although it's very clean because he's got loads of toilet roll. Exactly, exactly. On the way back, I noticed that uh, if you're ever on a flight and you uh, need to steal toilet roll, um, there is a button underneath uh, most of the uh, plane uh, bathroom uh, mirrors that uh, opens up the cupboard and you can steal toilet roll if you want <laughs> That's uh, de- that is deplorable behaviour. But I needed also- it. I didn't know what was coming back to, did I? Didn't know what was coming back to. Turns out, Soho, because no one lives here. There's quite a lot of toilet roll around. I'd love you to have. Got, I'd love you to have got busted for smuggling or something <laughs> on border patrol. On, on, I'd love you to be doing the voiceover continuity for border patrol on Dmax, and you're actually <laughs> on the show. That was so good. That was so on, good. Uh, today on border patrol Australia, uh, Pete Donaldson has been caught smuggling food, <laughs> smuggling bread buns over the border. <laughs> To get out of it, to get out of being caught with smuggling a lot of toilet paper down his pants, he shit himself. <laughs> That's why I need this. <laughs> He's waived his fee for this voiceover here on DMX. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of tech supporters, you listen to that. Um, it's rare we recommend an episode of a, of a podcast on um, on this show that isn't a Stakano show. But right, did you okay. hear the episode of Reply All about the lost no. song? About the lost song. Oh, it's really good. It's about a guy who um, is on the way home from a um, well. Reply All is a Gimlet podcast, anyway. It's really very, very okay. good generally, but this episode was particularly good. It's about a guy who's driving back from a party with his wife, and he starts singing a song, and um, expects her just to kind of sing along or get it or remember it, and she doesn't mm. remember it. He's like, oh, "Okay, no worries. Well, look, I'll, I'll play it to you when we get home. I used to hear it all the time when I was growing up." Gets home. Uh, finds uh, no record of it anywhere on the internet. Mm. And uh, he, he gets into a right old state wondering about whether he's made it up himself or he's having a meltdown. And anyway, it's kind of, it kind of escalates from there and they try and find this song. They try and locate it. Um, and the reason it got brought to my attention is because one of the guys, for, the main guy from Bare Naked Ladies turns up in it. So oh, everyone right, okay. was tweeting us about the It's Been, saying, oh, this is the, this is the most... This is the episode with the most bare naked ladies mentions since Luke and Peter. <laughs> but it's a really, really good episode. I can't remember oh, the exact lovely. name. I'll look mm. it up. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it, 
could listen. That was like that was like me trying to find because we're doing a uh, a film review thread on the football ramble. That was uh, like me trying to find Soccer Dog the movie uh, online <laughs> so everyone could watch it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 coming up uh, with very little. Uh, there were um what, there was one illegal torrent of Soccer Dog two, uh, the European Cup, uh, which oh I presume is just Soccer Dog going to to, to Europe, um, which I'd very much like to see, but uh, unfortunately, uh, one cedar. Zero leeches and uh, and the cedar seems to be not available at the moment, so it's it's all very upsetting. Well, so you if you can know, get me a copy of Soccer Dog the movie and Soccer Dog the movie European Cup too, uh, that would be much appreciated. This episode of Reply All is called uh, Episode One Five Eight: The Case of the Missing Hit. Just to ah, get that, st- still numbering, are we, Gimlet yeah. idiots? Yeah, <laughs> losers. Uh, what about, um, but the thing is. On that soccer dog tip, maybe listeners can let us know uh, if they've got an insight into this. Hello at LukeAndPeteShow.com. Or perhaps you've got some insight yourself, Pete, which is that when they're making a show, like, so mm. they're making a movie called Soccer Dog, right? Yeah. The writer, the director, everyone assigned to that movie knows it is going to be a crock of old shit, knows it's not going to be watched, it's not going to get a cinematic release, it's not going to be successful in any meaningful way yet they still do it. Now, I understand the actors probably think, well, you know, this could be a break for me. This is my first experience of doing mm. something or whatever. I get all that side of it. But why? apart from that, why are they doing it? It's not going to make any money. Tax breaks! Isn't like a lot of films just kind of like, if you know, if, if I make this, I'll make money. It's like the producers, isn't it? I don't know. It's, it, it's, uh, and also, uh, a lot of these films will be like in-house, in-house uh, like for Disney. Uh, Disney will like... Spaff out like ten of these a year, and then they'll end up on Disney Plus to a confused Mandalorian consuming audience. Going, what the fuck is this? Disney made a lot of weird films we've never seen before. Yeah, and, and also That's... you forget that it, it was like we were talking about the the, the, the film Goal with Kuno Becker. Uh, this uh, this on, on the Football Ramble uh, on Monday. My goodness, <laughs> there's a new picture of him. I think he must have been playing like a hoodlum or something. But he's he's lost his uh, his puppy fat and his good looks. But uh, wow, um, but I think. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, when they were sort of um, making that film, that weirdly made a lot of money globally. So we think of these kind of like really silly films and stuff. I suppose like, they got different territories quite well then. Yeah, exactly. So the simpler they are, the easier it is to kind of um, apply it to, to, to different um, parts of the world and, and to translate as well. So I reckon. Mm. All right, let's have a quick break on that note and uh, come back the other side with some emails. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I like to think that the Luke and Pete show is the soccer dog two European Cup of of, of uh, podcasts. What do you reckon, Luke? How have they possibly taken that into the European Cup territory? What can that <laughs> even mean? Come what on. can it mean? <laughs> I just want to see it. I just want yeah, to see I, it. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Because as, as I said on the Ramble earlier this week, um, I, I it's a stretch to say that I wanted to dislike goal, but I was firmly of the opinion, having not seen it, that I could mm. remember that it was going to be awful. And it genuinely wasn't that bad. Yeah. So in... there's, sometimes, I suppose, having said what I've said before the break, sometimes there are kind of a lot of redeeming features to a movie that is otherwise a little bit forgettable. Yeah, the the Jared Butler film uh, that I've got you watching for next week is an unmitigated shithole. It yeah, really is awful. Better, that's why. I mean, like, no, it's... no, not really. He's a quite a. I think he's quite a limited actor. He's a bit weird. If he hasn't released an album, he will have done. Uh, he's thinking about it. He's that exactly yeah. that kind of actor, that kind of mid level, um, mid to mid to low level Hollywood star, uh, British who's who's just a mm, yeah. Yeah, so you, you wouldn't you wouldn't judge him in the same way you would judge like Jason Statham, where you go, look, he knows what he's doing. He's found his niece. He's having a lovely yeah, time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but it's not as likable as that. You're saying? No, exactly. Have, you, have you interviewed Gerard, by the way? No, no, I haven't. Uh, the only similarity, Clive Owen pops up in some weird stuff these days. Uh, I interviewed him one of my last interviews for Absolute, and he was. Um, Strange intent. Yeah, he's doing a betting advert. He's doing. He's doing a betting oh, yes, advert. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he does. Doesn't he? Yeah. Well, look, cash. Have you seen him in extras? Uh, yes, I believe I have. <laughs> that, that was like in the middle of his Hollywood career, wasn't it? Like he's kind yeah. of tailed off a bit. But maybe he'll be back. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, got an email from uh, Richie here, Luke. Go uh, ahead. Hey guys, uh, someone gave me a huge smile this week. Someone I don't know. Um, can you really know a person? Is the question I'd say, Richie? Yeah, know anyone. Now, I posted on Reddit regarding a post saying a podcast, not yours, might be coming to an end due to this absolute bastard of a virus. I mentioned your podcast in the post and got a reply from some great person who replied, never did I think I'd see another Luke and Pete fan in the wild. I was absolutely Rude. stunned, probably as much as this person, but it brought a little more happiness into the world. Uh, surely that's all we can do. That's certainly what we're, 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 we're uh, sort of aiming for here at the Luke and Pete Show. We're not going to talk about uh, viruses, wall-to-wall viruses, but I would say um, people do listen. Like We're not like just yeah. broadcasting to no one. If, if we didn't have any listeners, this would not have gone to 200 episodes. That's all I'm saying, Richie. No, because Pete, it took me three years to convince Pete to do it, and if it had no listeners, he wouldn't be carrying on doing it. Trust me on that. No, I uh, think I think I'd be more into it if no we had. Oh no yeah, you would actually. Yeah, the things I'd be saying, oh the things I'd be saying. Did you say at the top of that email that the the emailer was worried that Luke and Pete show was going to stop broadcasting because of the virus? Is that what you said? Um, it was an, it was another podcast that they were worried that, but but oh, they assured. Uh, I think they assured Reddit that uh, we would keep on going, um, which is obviously scant consolation oh, yeah. to, uh, yeah. to most of the people on there. <laughs> if you're doing a studio based show or something that's fairly. Um, straightforward to produce and put together um i don't really know why you wouldn't carry on given that it's a case of buying a mic from amazon and doubt and getting some software i mean i don't unless you're a truly dreadful broadcaster and you have to be in the same room as someone at all times i don't see there's any reason why you wouldn't want to do it oh big licks um i would say that um, they're, cer- they're certainly run on those marantz mics we bought <laughs> yeah, that's another way and- reason you richest man in the world in that bartering economy mate Mike's- i was looking around i was looking around i've got an analog mic that goes with a zoom recorder i've got a uh, marantz mic i've got a little yeti mic that i use every now and again I'm, i am mate i'm a doomsday prepper in the digital you are furnace 
<laughs> it's my favourite Prince album. <laughs> I, I reckon. I reckon it. If I got you to read a particularly long email, I could run to the loo and back. <laughs> I was just thinking. I need a wee, and I was thinking I could probably get away with that. I'm a doomsday prepper in a digital furnace. <laughs> yeah, put that down. I um, I've got an email here about a terrifying sheep. Oh, cool. Um, it's it's from um Sean, who I think is a regular emailer. He's he's in Whitley Bay. He says, uh, "Hi guys, not got a lot on at the moment, so I thought I'd email you in and email you in and tell you of an animal attack and a time I thought I was going to die. We'd gone to visit family in the small village where I started my life." It's a weird way of putting it. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that before. Some people where I was born or where I grew up, where I started yeah. my life. Yeah. And in the hospitals, all people shouting, this is, I am ending my life. <laughs> this appears to be the end of my life. <laughs> um, he said, we moved away about a year previously, so we knew everyone in the village. I went round to visit some friends about my age who had just got a sheep called Henry. I was about five or six, and he was fucking massive, to me at least. I was eating a toffee apple, my first mistake. I was also dressed rather nattily in a hand-knitted Mr. Bump jumper, my second, more ironic mistake. Listen, don't blame yourself. It's not how you dress, all right? Going out dressed like that, disgusting opinion. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, the, the jumper could have, made, uh, could have been made by my mum. It could have also been bought at one of those stores at the entrance of a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, things bought in hospitals. Oh, wow. I love that. You know, yeah. with the clothes you wear, but you bought in a hospital. Um, <laughs> he said, Henry took a shine to my Where toffee I started apple my tree. life. <laughs> yeah. Where I started my clothes purchases. Um, Henry took, took a shine to my toffee apple tree and reached up to take a bite. I mean, if he was that massive, he'd be reaching down to take a bite, wouldn't he? Anyway, <laughs> I lifted it away from him, and in fear I might strike him with it, he nutted me right in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to escape his head as he had another go and snagged the jumper on the catch of the gate. Ensnared by my thrifty garment, Henry had a few more goes as I steadfastly held on to the toffee apple. <laughs> I realised now I should have dropped it, but I was only six and I was scared. <laughs> I love the way he, he says this. Listen to this. He had another few goes <laughs> before I was rescued in about 20 really long seconds. I was a bit bruised. <laughs> and obviously crying like a six-year-old who'd been attacked by a sheep. <laughs> That's how a lovingly knitted jumper featuring an accident-prone children's book character nearly led to my early demise. Stay safe, everyone, and look after each other. Now, Sean, you are a man who is clearly benefiting very much from being confined to your own home. Yeah, no sheep out there. No sheep in my house. Oh, that's the, way he the way he describes that email, right, is, that, just to let you know, he has, in, in Sean's word, had in total six in quotes, goes it in. <laughs> it's it's just the like the idea of like what could it possibly want? <laughs> what could it possibly want? Why? <laughs> Give me the toffee apple, you cunt. 
Amazing email. Love that, Sean. Thank you so much. Very enjoyable. Um, We'll probably round this off with a final uh, email. Kyle in France, where the naked ladies uh, probably don't dance. They're probably confined. Maybe they do dance, but just in their own homes. Um, Dear Luca Pete, living in France, a huge thanks for helping keep spirits up uh, during the weeks of confinement here. For my birthday date, I found the headline. Remember, we were asking people to search for their Florida man uh, uh, birthdays. (laughs) Florida man says he punched ATM for giving him too much cash. Uh, a, Florida, a Florida man told investigators he punched an automatic teller machine uh, because it gave him too much cash. An arrest report says that 23-year-old uh, Michael Joseph uh, Oleksik, uh, he uh, caused about £5,000 in damage to an ATM at a Wells Fargo bank branch in Cocoa. Um, a pleasing word for a man from the northeast to say. Uh, yeah, he was arrested on um, a criminal mischief charge after bank officials decided to uh, press charges. Incredible. And yeah, the surveillance video of uh, Oleksik pummeling the touchscreen. $5,000 in damage. I guess maybe. The only thing I can think of is that perhaps he was quite clear to like his overdraft limit or something. And if it gave him that much money, it might cause him to have... It might take him over, yeah. Yeah. Remember those days of... um, I don't know if you had the same thing, but I remember I had a student overdraft limit of £1,000, right? Right. Which meant you had... A thousand pounds. <laughs> uh, and I, the amount of times as a student, I would, I mean, these are simpler times and probably quite fiscally irresponsible times as well, where you would, I'd be at my halls of residence at uni or whatever, and it'd be a Wednesday night, so it'd be sport. I've been playing football that day and I want to go yeah. for, for, for a few years that night. And I'd go to the cash point, And if I saw that I had minus 990 pounds or better, Mm. I'd be absolutely delighted because that meant I could get a tenner out and I'd go and get pissed and that's all I cared about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd, it's just... I'd be absolutely mortified. <laughs> yeah, you would be. You were, I would be wound up. I wouldn't start braying the fuck out of a, an ATM, to be no. fair, but I, I just think um, I, I spent a lot of time bouncing checks. That was my that was my MO. I was just doing yeah. a lot of bouncy checks. My friend I lived with at uni had his face behind the uh, student union bar <laughs> for, for, for bouncing Bunchy so many checks. checks. Yeah. yeah. Imagine it's imagine actually, anyone under thirty. Um, the idea of a check. <laughs> Mate, the one the, the thing we had in the sports shop I worked at is you had to sometimes if someone wanted to pay by debit or credit card, it would be a manual machine that you'd take a press copy of in like trip. Yeah, the clunker, yeah. Yeah, and then you'd have to send it away to find out whether it it was it would be honoured or not. <sighs> it's mad, it's yeah. absolutely insane. Foolish. Foolish if you ask me. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, um, were you were you fiscally very responsible at university or not? No, I recovered from massive amounts of debt at about twenty nine. <laughs> when when I joined uh, a radio station and then had to take out more debt. Um, no, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I was terrible. I was absolutely graduate loans, student loans, just yeah, oh same. man, just awful. So um, did I tell you the story that like um, that the student loan company had? had um, had overcharged me by something. I mean, it was thousands of pounds. Oh, yes. So did you get a rebate? Yeah, they gave me a refund. They've got loads of money. They were taking 550 quid a month out of my pay packet, even though I'd already paid the loan off. Yeah, exactly. um, I would question... It would be very annoying if, due to this uh, virus, that they cancel all student debt, because I think I've more or less paid mine off. <laughs> that would be a shame. That would be a real. There's a big, <laughs> a big talking point in the US. Um, yeah. And just, just finally to round off, um, a few people on Twitter are giving us some tips about self isolation. Uh, WT on Twitter says, "Whatever you do, don't drink more water. You're made of enough of it as it is." Yes, um, damn right. Your acolyte, Pete. Um, <laughs> 
Erect an indoor swing ball set, says Tim. Use a yoga ball as a bucking bronco and do press-ups until you're exhausted and then look out the window. That's the best <laughs> I've thing, been doing. It? I've been doing a lot of the latter, just watching the man at uh, the, f- the fancy boo shop over the road. He's open for business. He knows what's happening. Stephen says, is it finally time for you, Pete, to keep start keeping booze in the house? No, because I'm still not finished. I've got a bottle of gin uh, that was gifted to me and uh, that I may still re-gift. I'm not a big gin guy, but, uh, yeah, that bottle of Campari um, has seen me through literally no good or bad times because it's still full and it's um, <laughs> about four years old now. You're not a gin man. You're a Heine man. I'm a Heine man, man. I just, it's it's the, the stuff I drink. Or if I'm in Texas, Lone Star. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, on that absolutely amazing piece of news, we're going to get out of here, but stay safe. Do follow the protocols to make sure you don't contract coronavirus or give it to someone else. Heaven forbid. Uh, we'll be back with you on Monday with more quarantine tips going slowly more and more insane, I expect, at talking into makeshift mics and computers in our relevant spare rooms. Pete, don't forget to take some time from out to get outside your box at some point, and I mean that physically and literally, not just metaphorically like I do normally. I might get off my box, drink that bottle of gin. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production.